John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. It's the High Game Podcast. It is the High Game Podcast. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars. Solid. Solid guitars. Yep. Uh, where are we recording from? A basement in West Seattle, Jack. Okay. We're in fall. Firmly in fall. Yep. You know, heading into winter. Yeah. Holidays are coming up. Yep. That's cool. We're all caught up. I think we're all caught up. You had a close call last time we talked. Yeah, the COVID booster. Ed forgot to check himself. Mm-hmm. Subsequently, nearly wrecked himself. Exactly. I had not a great reaction to the second shot, and then I had a similar, like, 101 fever after the booster. Whatever lasts, like, less than a day, and it's gone, and now I can... Now I can go out in public with a mask on and, like, <laughs> continue to do everything I did before, yeah. but, you know, feel just that much more confident. That's right. I don't want to be Breakthrough Ed. You don't want to be Breakthrough John. Oh, man. Breakthrough Ed. Oh, my Ed God. Ed Breaking Through. No. Other people, they love it. Bring it on. Let me be a terrible person. That's their thing. That's not my thing. My bad habits leave me late at seven alone Conversations with a stranger I barely know Swearing this will be the last but it probably won't I got nothing left to lose or use or do My bad habits leave to you Beverages. Beverages, Ed. Oh, my God. That was amazing. How'd you like that shit show? (laughs) (laughs) It felt like there was at least one, maybe seventh-y kind of chord in there that was kind of a cluster. and I practiced it, and I had it nailed, and then, you know. Well, I think it sounds great. Yeah, in the future times. Yeah, yeah. People are going to love it. They're going to be silly for this thing. Silly for it. Yeah. Do you have any idea what it is? None. 
had you performed it impeccably, uh-huh. which I'm sure you just did. Yes. Uh, yes. Still no idea. Ah, that is brand new. Currently residing oh. at number four oh. on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Oh my gosh. No idea. Viewers... Lately, Ed has been encouraging me, instead of mining the solid gold of my own past, sure, to maybe dig into the current times. Yeah, yeah, today times. So that's what I did. Okay. That is called Bad Habits. Okay. By one Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. That ginger dude. Yeah. No, I totally get who he is. Can we say that, ginger dude? I think that's okay. Red-haired fella. The only Ed Sheeran performance I can think of, he was on an episode of Game of Thrones. He was, and and he was like sitting around a campfire. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think he sang, right? He sang in that scene. Yeah. That is my one and only Ed Sheeran reference. He's probably great, right? He's a good player. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he writes all his own stuff. Okay. Writes it well enough for me to flub it. I feel like you generally have a pretty solid handle on all the covers we do. Generally speaking, nine plus times out of ten, you just nail the song. This one was just weird enough. Out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. That's why I had to fix it in post. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, no, that was great. (laughs) I would just say there must be something to that song because it threw you for a loop. And you rarely seem to get thrown for a loop on these covers. Yeah. So good job, Ed Sheeran. What are you drinking, Ed? I got a Athletic Brewing Company Run Wild IPA. It's one of those non-alcoholic beers. Oh. Yeah. Celebrating your return to the land of the living? Exactly. Brewed in the USA without compromise. Oh. What would compromise look like? Maybe alcohol in it would be a compromise. Yeah, I guess that would be a quick way to compromise your non-alcoholic beer. For sure. Yeah. Stratford, Connecticut. Ooh. And San Diego, California. Bi-coastal. I wonder. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. Sure. I think San Diego and Stratford. Yeah. Naval bases. Okay. Maybe this is non-alcoholic beer made by Navy SEALs. Oh, sure. They can't be getting fucked up when they're getting ready to fuck something up. Right. No, I think the Navy SEALs are actually fairly fucked up as an organization with lots of cool murders and a hell of a lot of drug use Uh and pushing the boundaries of what you would want your active military people to be doing. Yeah. So they're probably not drinking a lot of non-alcoholic beer. You might be right. What about you? What do you got? Well, I got this thing called Cherish. Okay. But it's spelled with two R's. Oh, okay. Because it is a cherry juice. R-C-H-E-R-I-S-H. What? Is one R silent and at the beginning of cherish? (laughs) Or did they compromise and put two R's back to back in the middle? Two R's back to back in the middle. Oh, okay. Well, that's... I was like, what is he doing? Oh my God, he's having a stroke. Right. And it says, cherish your health. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is cherry chocolate. Juice. So, you know, I see the cherry juice and I'm like, I like cherry juice. Yeah. 96 cherries in every bottle. Whoa. Unsweetened. Okay. These guys are in Bellevue, Washington. Oh, classic. Yeah. Tech bros. Bunch of tech bros. Cool plastic bottle. Mm -hmm. Sure. Throw that in the garbage. Yeah, that's great. Nailed it. Thanks, tech bros. Yeah. (laughs) I've also got coffee. I got coffee too. This is a 
Gibson. It is. SG something. It does not say SG on the headstock. It does not. Okay. Remember a while back we did the Gibson Melody Maker? For sure. It was our white whale. Yeah, it was. Took us forever to get one of those. It did. Weirdly. And we talked about how they were made for the student market. Mm-hmm. Less expensive feature set, easier to build, mm-hmm. kind of a simpler instrument. Nonetheless, the one we had was a ripper. For sure. Yeah. So when they discontinued that, and they did, yeah, in 1971, uh-huh. what was going to take the place of the student model? The SG-100 and the SG-200. One and two pickup guitars. They had similar pickups to the Melody Maker, like the single coil style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that didn't last long either. Okay. Only like a year. Okay. Towards the end of that run, 72, 73, they decided to try again. They discontinued those and came up with the one I'm holding in my hand. This is called the SG-1. Okay. You could also get an SG-2. Show me the back. I'm showing cool. Ed the back, and he is noticing there is no control panel. Right. Because it's routed in the top, Yep. the controls are mounted to the control plate, and then the whole thing just gets Plops screwed in. onto the body. That's what I was looking at, because first thing that jumps out at me is that control plate on the front. It takes away just a little bit of the design aesthetic of this guitar. Picture a volume and a tone, that's all you get, and an input jack mounted on a control plate that's like a half moon. Yep. And then you've got a regular Les Paul pickguard. It's not really yep. an SG pickguard. Yep. Then a single humbucker that was originally designed by our man Bill Lawrence. Remember that guy? I do. Yeah. I totally remember Bill. When Bill was charged with making the new L6 guitar. Love it. They wanted him to make all new pickups for it. Yeah. So he did, and this has one in it. So you're saying that's a humbucker? I'm saying this is a humbucker, yeah. Okay. They called it a super humbucker. It looks mini. Yeah, it is kind of like that mini format, I guess. Okay. Is it not a mini humbucker? It is a mini humbucker. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. they called it the super humbucker. Okay. At the time, they said, revolutionary new super humbucking pickup delivers an extra clean sound while the lead has enough dirt added to make it interesting. Sure. And I found that to be the case, even though this is just the one pickup version, not the two. Mm-hmm. Can you turn gain down a little bit on the amp? Yeah. Just to get the clean. And the pickup is mounted in the bridge position. A lot of guitars, I don't immediately think, yes, I like that guitar. More often than not, I'm like, eh. Right. This guitar is very much in that camp. Just looking at it, I'm just like, no, this is not my jam at all. Well, I don't think it rips like that Melody Maker did. Okay. But I think I kind of like it so far. A couple of main differences here. Yeah. They called out in their literature a hardwood body. Okay. Turns out this body is alder. It is not mahogany, like you would guess. And the neck, that's not mahogany either. It's maple. Oh, really? It's a two-piece laminated maple neck. Okay. But it is a set neck. They stained it then. Yeah, the whole thing is stained cherry. It's kind of like a faded cherry, but I think I prefer that to anything more vibrant. It's probably entirely the control panel on it. 
we can save two bucks per guitar by putting this thing on the front and not rear mounting the input. They cut all the corners in a super visible way. I don't think I mind that. It's just dopey looking enough that I think I kind of like it. Uh, Let's see what it does with some dirt. Play some ACDC. Something like that. That's great. Maybe you just pull the pick guard off and just that might clean it up enough. The pickup's great. Yeah, that's nice. You know. When this was introduced, Ed, in 1972, how much would it have been? $1,972. I believe 72 was last week's guitar, and I screwed up bad. The number for the Ovation Breadwinner last week was like 350 ish So I'm going to say this was $219. Oh, wow, Ed. $229.50. I feel like I might have won something. The respect and admiration of your peers. Yeah. (laughs) 230 bucks. Yeah. Okay. What is that in today dollars? Today dollars, that is 1549. 1518. God damn, Ed. Oh, man. You must be feeling better. Oh, my gosh. That booster shot, it's given me superpowers on estimating. Vintage guitar prices. Add the human inflation calculator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, the strange thing about this was it ended up not being very successful. John, I'm going to interrupt you. Yes. I wonder when it's like, how much was this in the day? If people like pause before I throw a number out. Dun, 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 yeah, right. Dun, exactly. Dun, dun, throw dun. your number out. We should do that. In fact, this episode, we inserted a little pause. I hope you did as well as Ed Peterson, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I have a super soft spot for the SG in the Gibson catalog, especially solid body. I like that this isn't like your typical SG that you see everywhere. This is just like this dorky kind of... But if I were going that route, if I were going to do that, I would 100% buy an SG Firebrand. I would buy the SG Uh because that's also weird, plain. It's got the pickup selector down lower. That is what came after this. Yeah. It's a strange thing, too, because this guitar, the SG 1 and 2, Mm -hmm. introduced in 72, officially discontinued around 74. Okay. However, Mm -hmm. production numbers are available, and they still kind of made and sold some in dribs and drabs until, like, 78. I wonder if this is just different enough that... Leftover parts? Exactly. There's definitely precedent in the Fender camp for, like, oh, we've still got X number of bodies, and they just continued releasing them. They just weren't officially a catalog. That could be. It only came in two colors. Uh, the cherry we see here, and walnut, which is considerably Ugh. more brown. And by 78, all they did was two of the walnut versions. Man. So the vast majority of the ones that they did make were during the official run. 
this guitar, pull everything off of it, uh-huh. and just rattle can it black. It feels like they should have released a black version of this guitar. Right. I do like mini humbuckers. I wonder how different this humbucker was to similar era Firebird. I have the answer to that. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, so these super humbucking pickups that Bill Lawrence made, yep. instead of using an Alnico magnet, mm-hmm. they were ceramic. And what that apparently will do is increase the output of the guitar. So these pickups are supposed to be... Just a little hotter. Pretty hot. Is it like six and a half pounds? Yeah, it's very light. Yeah. Most SGs are, right? Yeah. One thing I noticed that was a good idea, I'm surprised they didn't do that with earlier examples of SGs. Do you see the back of the headstock? Mm-hmm. They put a ginormous volute. Yep. At the break angle of the neck and the headstock. Yep. I guess they got sick of... (laughs) Replacing necks. Of headstocks snapping off. Yeah. So they kind of left a little more beef back there. When you turned it over earlier, right at the beginning, I saw that. Yeah. That's a pretty substantial piece of wood. There's not much more to this, Ed. Wraparound tailpiece, one pickup, tone and volume. Yeah. This is a good example of the wood discussion. Yeah. Your typical SG being mahogany and this one being not mahogany... I don't know if I can hear that. Maybe there's a guy listening to this show right now who's like, oh, yeah, I could totally. Because it has the ceramic pickup. Alder and ceramics, totally. It's unlike any other Les Paul, any other Gibson is like totally unique. Whatever, dude. Have a coffee. Can I ask you a question? It's got some kick. Yeah, for sure. Did Ed Sheeran ever play one of these? No. He's like acoustic guy. I did look up to see who would have played these. Yeah. Couldn't find anybody, but you know, typical with things that were primarily student guitars in their day. Yeah. Yeah, you're not really going to maybe find that. You'd have to look to the today times to somebody maybe grabbing one of these. Yeah, but it's funny because you look at Fender... And the resurgence in Mustangs and mm. studenty guitars in Fender. Duosonics. Yeah. That has not happened with Gibson. No one is like, oh, I gotta have the SG-1. No one says that. Yeah. And like the markup on a 70 Mustang is crazy. crazy. So this guitar is the equivalent of the Mustang in the day. They were both the student guitars. This thing is half, less than half of what a comparable Mustang would be. Yeah, I think that's right. That seems correct. For something that was less expensive to make. Yeah. I don't mind it. I mind the control panel. I just don't think I can get over that plate on the front. Right. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Deny. Deny? Yeah, I don't want one of those. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. What if it was... Black? What if the price was like, uh, just too good to be true? Okay, sure. That almost goes without saying for any guitar, though. This guitar, for whatever the price tag is on it, 
it's not the guitar I would buy. There are a lot of SG variants, like you said. Yeah. There's a ton of them. Gut check, this is like my least favorite SG I've ever played. Uh, Sorry. I can appreciate that. Yeah. What about you? I still think it sounds good, but... I don't want to sway you. The pickup's cool. Like, it's kind of a ripper, but I'd rather have the Melody Maker. That Melody Maker we did wasn't kind of a ripper. It, it was a ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. To that point, oh, student guitar from Gibson, the Melody Maker, both of us were like, oh, bye, immediately. True, true. This one, I'm just like, no. Yeah, they didn't quite hit it, did they? <laughs> sure, sounds great, <laughs> you know. What I would say is as a guitar for dude in punk rock band who's just like a one pickup ripper guitar. Right. For sure. That's the dude that wants this guitar. Grip it and rip it. That's this thing. For the gripping and the ripping. Yeah. And that's not bad for clean. That's clean. Okay, maybe it's a buy. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's pretty great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, probably not. But it's great for that guy. You know what I might say to the person who maybe wants that Ripper or Melody Maker, mm -hmm. but seeing as those guitars have gone up, mm -hmm. you could get one of these. Yeah. And yeah. spend a lot less. Exactly. Melody Makers have caught that wave of collectability. Right. Here's the other thing. You are buying a 70s SG. You are buying a you 1972 know. Gibson SG made in the U.S. Yeah. What about you? I know I have to probably pick something. I'd give it a buy. I'd yeah. give it a buy because I, I got to think about the peoples. Yeah. What do we want the viewer to take away from this? Sure. And I'm all about Ed. I know. Right? I see you know, <laughs> Very ego-driven. Very Ed. Ed-focused. Boom. Yes. <laughs> Should we do story time with Ed? Yeah. Ed? Yeah. Tell us about the 1963 Jaguar that you just got from Uncle Frank over there at ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Okay. All right. I had a search on Reverb for vintage Jaguars because I knew I wanted one. Yes. We've had the whole discussion about player grade versus like a collectible thing, and I just don't care about, you know, kind of the superficial look of the guitar. Right. It's a 63 all original on the electronics, all original tuners, pickups, everything. But at some point in maybe the 70s, maybe 80s, it had a refin on it. So it's a sunburst refin. And that dropped the price considerably. I'm not really a sunburst guy. So here's my idea. There is a custom shop Jaguar in the shop right now. That's relict blue over sunburst. Heavy relic. Yeah. Heavy relic. So you see the sunburst under that awesome blue. Lighter blue, like a sonic blue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my idea is it's already got a refin on it. Right. I'm just going to send it out to someone and have someone do a refin over the refin because I don't care about that. So this 63 Fender was the cheapest 1960s Fender on Reverb for like two months. For whatever reason, it just never sold. Yeah. You know, so I'm selling guitars and... 
<laughs> doing that thing. I think first on the block is my St. Vincent. Viewers? Yeah. Do you think Ed should do that? You think Ed should get rid of his St. Vincent signature guitar in stealth black on black? None more black. If you want to email us at the highgainpod at gmail.com or DM us on the Instagrams and prevent Ed from making a horrible mistake or further encourage this lunacy. Yes. Either way. Either way. Just thoughts. Yeah. What did you think of that story? That story was super compelling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to know what you end up doing. Yep. Okay, viewers. Go check us out on thehighgain.com or mm-hmm. at the high gain on Instagram and yeah. Facebook and all the socials and get in touch with us any way you feel like. Yep. It's your call. Do your thing. No pressure. We're a real low-pressure outfit over here at the low high gain. Low-pressure. Love it. Yeah. You did great, Ed. Thank you, John. Oh, uh, thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>